We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms. I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green, and also it's going to be a future Angels reliever. Right now, he's a minor league prospect for the Angels, Ryan Smith. Ryan, how you doing? Good, good. Happy to be here. Thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for jumping on with us, you know, taking the time, talking with us. You know, again, we've gone through a bunch of uh, players lately. But, um, again, thank you just so much for, for taking the time. Um, how's the offseason going, man? Really good. Yeah, no, it was nice to uh, get back home a little bit, spend time with family and friends and, um, you know, work on my game a little bit. And, and now I'm out in Arizona, um, enjoying being out here in, in some nicer weather and getting to throw outside. And, and um, you know, like I think once, once we get out here, it really feels like the season's close. So I'm definitely excited. Absolutely. I know with the lockout going out and everything, it's tough, but, um, but I'm excited at least for minor league baseball at the moment. Um, Definitely. So that's, that's, that is a very good thing. So Nate, I didn't forget about you. How you doing? Doing good. Of course. (laughs) Just getting used to it with all these, with the takeover happening and getting all these uh, minor leaguers on. It's been awesome. So it's been a future major leaguers. No future major hunt. Like Ryan's going to come, Ryan's coming on or Ryan's on with us now. He's a, you know, triple a he's, pushing towards major league level. I, I know he's, they're going to make it. Wait, Connor Higgins on, um, Zach Wise, who just signed with the angels minor league deal. Um, Rex Martinez. I mean, it's just been, honestly, it's been a blast. Talking Kenny with too. Kenny's yeah, Kenny there. Rosenberg. Yeah, we're good. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just been a blast talking with everybody, um, about their off seasons and such. So, um, you're in Tempe right now, right? Is, is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. I'm in Tempe. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, what does a day look like out in Tempe right now for you guys? Yeah. So, um, came out here on Sunday, Days have been a little bit different each day, but most of the time, you know, we have a decent amount of guys out here already. Um, so pitchers will get to the field about 9.30, 10 o'clock, get some breakfast, um, kind of do all our prep work in the training room, in the weight room, um, getting ready to go out and throw. Um, you know, we've, everybody's thrown a bullpen so far, um, do our normal throwing program beforehand, bands, plyo balls, all of it. Um, come back in, do conditioning, get a lift in. Um, some arm care recovery type stuff and, and get some food and on our way. So it's not quite as long as a normal spring training day. 
um, you know, since we don't have a full house yet and, and it's a little bit still, um, still early. So probably, you know, in and out in four or five hours and, and get to get our work in. And, um, you know, everybody's kind of excited to be out here and, and we're in to go. <laughs> nicer weather for sure. I know you said you're from New York, so much nicer weather, right? Exactly. Yeah. Sweet. So I, um, started this last time. I want to get some rapid fire questions going with you just to kind of get it, get it going a little bit, if that's okay with you. Um, yeah, sounds good. Sweet. So best baseball movie of all time, or what's your favorite baseball movie? Oh, my favorite baseball movie of all time. I feel like it's a super simple answer. Probably Sandlot. Perfect. Hey, that's not a bad one. It, it probably is too, to be honest, depending on who you're talking to. So uh, what seeds are you eating? Um, I'm, I'm partial to David's seeds. I kind of like them all. Um, I love ranch. I like those, um, the sweet and spicy ones. Um, if I, if I go with a classic, I'll go low sodium. I feel like the, the original ones are just too much for me now, a little too powerful. So I kind of back it off and, and go with the low sodium ones, but I'm, I really like, I really like any of the flavors. That's good. We did have a, a, a salt incident on the last one, um, with Connor Higgins. Yeah, he, yeah. He, uh, he had a salt problem that was going on there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what, what color Gatorade are you drinking? I like blue. I kind of like them all except for red. I don't know why I've always been kind of against the fruit punch Gatorade, but anything else I'm good with. Perfect. Nate, he's on my side on this one. Fantastic. Hey, Connor, Connor was on my side. You know, <laughs> it's all good. Perfect. Um, last question here for you. Um, home jersey, away jersey, or alternate jerseys? Wow. Um, is that just a... If you're starting, any, what do you pick in? If you're starting, what do you oh, okay. pick in? Um, it kind of depends on what team I'm playing for, what level I'm at, but like I'm probably gonna go with the away jersey. I like a little color, um, a little flair. Like, I mean, you know, the home whites are always nice, but I kind of like having having some different color on. So, what, what was your favorite jersey you wore last year? Because I know you My were favorite high jersey. I really so I really liked. Um, so we have like the the Hispanic heritage jerseys. So in Tri Cities, we had the um, Vineros de Tri Cities. So they were, we had like a, a purple hat with a little Vinero on it and then um, like black mesh jerseys. And everybody kind of liked those because they were super light where our other jerseys were mm. kind of heavy and we're playing in, you know, 100, 110 degrees in the desert in Pasco. So everybody was kind of excited when we got to break those jerseys out. So I think that was probably the one that stood out. That's sweet. That's sweet. So uh, before I get on to the minor leagues and, and I just said it, you know, you were up, you, you know, you went up from low A all the way to triple A last year. Um, you grew up in New York. Were you a Yankee yes. fan or Mets fan? Mets fan. But that's that's a little bit tough, I'd say. Tough growing up. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, growing up was <laughs> it was definitely tough. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's not like the Yankees have been have been dominant recently, but definitely, you know, growing up in elementary school and stuff, you always you always heard it from the Yankee fans. Uh, but you know, I was a diehard Mets fan growing up. I remember um, like sitting in front of the TV in 2006, I guess the NLCS when Carlos Beltran struck out looking on a on a uh, curveball from Adam Wainwright and I was like nine nine years old at the time so like that was right when I was like really really understanding baseball and got so that was the first year I was like so so into the Mets um, and that heartbreak kind of lasted with me for a while and then 2015 I guess it was my first year of college World Series lost the Royals so those are two of the more memorable uh, crushing defeats but you know now I can now I can be an Angels fan and, and root for World Series this year exactly you're no, a Mets player my favorite Mets player is probably David Wright, which is like okay. super easy one. I like Johan Santana a lot, um, being a lefty pitcher. I stepped on Jeremy um, Stowe's there. I mean, kind of, you know, I had everybody, depending on the year, kind of have my favorites. But Daniel Murphy I liked a lot. Oh. Uh, kind of dependent on the guy. Sweet. No, definitely, definitely. So um, on to the college days here. Uh, you went to Princeton, played four years there with the Tigers. Um, I would assume you could have basically picked any school since you went to Princeton. Um, and I've heard um, – 
coming from somebody and I'm not going to, I'm not going to say who it was. You're extremely smart, extremely smart, um, which plays into the game a lot. And now you can be humble about it. You can be humble. But yeah. I, I mean, going to Princeton, um, you are extremely smart and, and, and we know that. Um, was there any other schools you were looking at or, or talking to or was it you, were you set on Princeton? I lost, oh, no, I lost a first second oh, there. Oh, there we go. Sorry, sorry. We go. I, I just said, were you, were you set on Princeton or, or was there other schools? So my recruiting doing? process was like a little bit late. Like I wasn't throwing crazy hard my sophomore, junior year um, of high school. So I'd like, you know, I, I definitely always cared a lot about academics and, and, you know, was putting time into school and was blessed that I was, I was pretty good at school um, without having to do a ton early on. And I was looking like at a lot of like high academic D3 schools initially, just, you know, my sophomore, junior year when I was getting a ton, a lot of, a ton of D1 offers. Um, and I ended up going to the showcase going like the August before my senior year of high school before I'd committed. And um, it was like an academic type showcase, I guess. So, so a lot of like big academic schools there. And I remember throwing really, really well. It was like the hardest I'd ever thrown. And I went from having like no D1 offers, to, like 15 D1 offers in the span of a week. Um, so I didn't even really get to visit everywhere. Like, you know, I, I kind of picked the schools that I talked to the coaches and, and done my research on some that I just like visited as a student, kind of like hoping I'd get, um, to baseball for someday. So Princeton was like one that stood out. I'd, I'd been there before. Um, so I just, you know, I, I went on maybe four or five visits and just like definitely stood out. I went on a beautiful day, saw the campus, like the campus is amazing. And, you know, it's, it's, you, you kind of hear the tour guide and all the amazing things it can throw at you. And it's like, it's hard to say no, you know? So, and, and I, you know, couldn't be happier that I went. Um, like it, it, it was a great experience, but yeah, it wasn't like I was born. Oh my gosh, I have to go here. Um, it was kind of like one of the schools that stood out, but I, I kind of knew I wanted to go to school in that niche. Ooh, you graduate? did you graduate from there? You walked? Yes. What'd you graduate with? Economics. Economics. Sweet. Cool. 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 Yeah. I wasn't sure. Uh, yeah, not yeah, too bad. Sure. I didn't see what it was. science, awesome. I guess, but you know, yeah. not too bad. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's cool to hear that. You know, and it's always good to hear. I mean, a lot of guys don't, a lot of guys don't graduate. I mean, they play there like three years, two years, whatever it is. And, um, and go, it's good to hear, you know, you graduate and you have a backup plan just in case. So that's yeah. always, that's always good to hear that. So, um, on to, on to draft day, um, back in 2019, yeah. you were t- taken in the 18th round by the angels. What was that day like? So I was, it was actually the day, um, after I graduated from college. So I remember, um, you know, being a senior, I was, I was hoping to possibly go in rounds, you know, seven through 10 or whatever is like a, as a senior sign on day two. So I remember sitting through my graduation ceremony, like with my phone on, cause you know, a bunch of scouts had told me, Hey, keep your phone on. I might call you throughout this day. So I was, you know, hoping, hoping for, to get called that day and super excited. Um, didn't get called and moving all my stuff out, drove home. It's kind of my first day home. Um, you know, my parents were at work, my sisters were at school. So I was just kind of sitting on the couch by myself, like watching the draft tracker. Um, so it wasn't like anything too exciting. Didn't have a watch party or anything, but, um, I saw my name pop up and, um, you know, that was kind of like, okay, what's next? Like I'm ready to go. Um, so it took, you know, a couple of days later, they sent us the information, went out to Orm and, and that was, it. it wasn't some, some crazy, uh, ordeal, but you know, something I obviously was ecstatic about and I, you know, dreamed of for a long time and put a lot of work in for. So. Yeah. Yeah. And Orem, what's, what, what was it like throwing pitching to Orem, going straight to Orem, um, staying, you know, not going to Arizona or anything was, like that? Yeah, no, it was interesting. Cause you know, most, I feel like most guys from most organizations and most guys in our organization will go and at least get a feel for the complex in Arizona and kind of meet a lot of people where, you know, we got thrown into a little bit and it was good. I was, you know, I was excited to kind of pitch right away. Um, it was an adjustment to, to pro baseball. And I think one of the things like we find, um, is like there's a big adjustment from college where you always have stuff to do, very busy, especially at Princeton, a lot of work to like, wow, there's a lot of free time here in the mornings. And then I'm at the field from one to midnight, you know? So it was, it was just kind of rearranging my day 
um, getting used to later games, getting used to, uh, you know, being in different time zone. Um, even, especially the first year, like you simply don't know a lot of the guys, you know, I'd, I'd never played with none of my teammates from the past or anything. Um, whereas, you know, coming to years like now, it's like, these are some of my best friends out here. I'm excited to see everybody during spring training. So it's just an adjustment in terms of time change, living in a different place, new people, um, you know, pitching the elevation is something I hadn't done before. So it was all kind of, you know, a, a good learning experience. Um, and you know, it, it was definitely a cool first year pro ball, just getting to go straight out there and play. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, let's, we can fast forward to, to last season. Again, you started in low A with Inland Empire. You worked your way all the way up to triple A. Um, were you expecting to, to get promoted, you know, all the way up like that? Or, or was it like, dang, like, you know, I'm having a good season. Like they're just going to keep going, rolling with it. Or Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely can't say I was expecting it. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, that's something you hope for. I, I definitely, um, you know, coming off the, the COVID year, I didn't exactly know what to expect. Um, you know, I, I knew I'd put a lot of time in and, um, you know, you kind of lose that year. It's like, well, I wish I could have been in low A and high that year and then starting this year in double A or something like that. You know, everybody, everybody's always thinking, um, so you know, no one really knew where they would go. And, you know, I knew basically everybody got a year older and there were guys with experience ahead of me. Um, so I was going to have to kind of prove myself for lack of a better word. These guys have had full seasons ahead of me. So, um, you know, I was, I was hoping maybe to start the year in high or something like that, but, um, you know, went to IE and I was kind of like, okay, well I have to try to pitch my way out of here. Um, and then I got to, to try cities and, you know, I felt like, well, I can, I should be able to stand out here too and, and kind of trust my stuff. And it's like, why can't I try to pitch my way out of here and be great to finish the year in double A, um, you know, and then getting to go to triple A for the last five weeks of the season was awesome and, and a great experience. So, you know, I, I definitely didn't have any expectations. Um, you know, my goal would have been to pitch in the big leagues last year if I could have, you know, so it wasn't like trying to limit myself. Um, but just, you know, constantly every outing as a pitcher, it's, sometimes easier to move. If you strike out 27 guys in an outing back to back, you're probably going to move. Is that ever going to happen? Maybe not, but like you have the ability as a pitcher to go out there. If you strike out every hitter you're going to face the rest of your career, you're going to be a pretty good big leaguer. So, um, you know, I think, I think that's kind of the mentality I, I have is like, if I wake up this morning and strike out everybody I see, I'll probably move and, and just kind of go from there. Um, I've definitely haven't done that. The, the perfect game of strikeouts since like little league, but you know, I'm still hoping maybe, maybe I can be the first guy to do it in, uh, in pro baseball. So that'd be cool. You had a lot of strikeouts last year. And honestly, you shoved everywhere you went. I think I saw your first like two starts out in the empire and it was, it was impressive. It was like, this guy's not going to be here long. He's going to be up in tri city or he's going to go to double a, wherever that's going to be. So um, yeah, pretty excited that, that you were able to do that for sure. Did you notice any like big difference differences from, you know, um, league to league? League to league. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a, a little bit, I think in, in IE, especially in the beginning of the year, not just for myself, for everyone, they were and against us, for us, there were just a ton of strikeouts in the games. Um, you know, I think pitchers kind of come into the year with a lot of adrenaline and hitters hadn't, you know, you, obviously guys were hitting live, taking live at bats, but it's a little different just in, in the flow of the game. Um, you know, I think that like there were definitely a little bit more chase probably at the lower levels. Um, you know, you could, you could, I had success kind of just throwing fastballs at guys' eyes and in, in low A and, and that was helping me get some swings and miss strikeouts early on. Um, I think in, in high A, there's definitely more like college hitter approach. You know, some of the lineups, even like, you know, we played Spokane and I feel like a million times, um, like their whole lineup was, you know, experienced college guys that, that had played, um, you know, three or four years of college baseball, whereas some of the guys in, in low A were more, you know, international signs or high school draft picks or stuff like that. So guys, you know, still building experience, um, you know, so it was almost going to more of like a college style pitching, um, attacking slightly more experienced hitters, different approach. And double A was definitely a little bit of an adjustment. You know, guys, um, 
definitely had like double and triple A guys definitely had more control of the zone, um, which you know, I'm, I'm definitely comfortable with my ability to command, but like there was just less of getting chase out of the zone on pitches that I may have gotten before. Um, you know, so there's definitely an emphasis more on getting swing and miss in the zone. Um, you know, so I think I was able to make an adjustment with that after my first couple starts in double A. Um, like it wasn't something that I didn't have the ability to do. It was more just like having a different approach as a pitcher. Um, and other than that, really just the rule, the different rule variances in every level were, were interesting last year. I got to experience all of them. So, you know, like the you can't step off in low A more than two times, three times, and uh, like the pickoff moves in high A. So it was all, all a little different. Um, but yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing crazy that stood out. Yeah, and definitely didn't favor the lefty at all either. It felt yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, no, we, definitely not. We've definitely. I was about very it. upset about that for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was definitely, definitely a little bit frustrating, but um, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I think maybe I picked off three, four, five guys maybe in last year, and I'm a weird one in the case that like my lift move is not very good, but I have like a quick like step off move, mm-hmm. you know, step off with your back foot. So I got a few guys there because everybody's like, oh, this is exciting. It's really hard for the lefty to. <laughs> You get, they can't step over and throw, so I can kind of get a huge lead. So I was able to get a couple guys like that. Um, but, yeah, it definitely was was tough for some guys, like Colton Ingram and Brent Killam. I know they have, like, really, really good lefty moves, and, you know, they got kind of um, held back a little bit with the, with some of those rules. But, it's I'm you know, I'm trying to pick up their lift move because it's crazy seeing some of the things they can do, so. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you got to let you're talking to a lefty uh, pitcher with the Angels hat on. You got righty pitcher here, so it's a little there different. Yeah. Yeah, Nate, I know you had some questions about stat on, on the stat side of things. So get, Yeah, um, well, I, I, first question, you know, looking at it, Princeton came out of the bullpen your first two years, became a starter the last two years. Do you think that helped you? Because it looked like uh, first year, Orem, you came out of the bullpen this last year. You got to start a little bit more. I think you started every game except for one. Do you think that had anything to help, or what, what did that look like for yeah, you? Yeah, no, I think I think it definitely helped. I mean, I had, I had experience doing everything. I guess growing up, I was – you know, mostly a starter um, in high school. And I'd, I'd relieved a little bit. Like I would, um, I was a guy in high school that thought I could throw, throw every day. So I'd like start the first game of the series and be begging the coach to like come and relieve two days later. And I, and I got my way a couple of times. I was able to do that. But um, so I, I, I was mostly a starter in high school. And then I, um, in college, like my freshman year, we had really good pitchers and they were a lot better. Those were guys who were going to start. I mean, I, I barely threw my freshman year of college and, um, I definitely was not really ready. Like it was a good year of development for me. Um, and I learned from, from a lot of guys who, who knew what they were doing. And then my sophomore year, I kind of got the experience of throwing out of the bullpen and back to backs. And since we played a lot of double headers, sometimes two times in one day. Um, and then, yeah, I think it was good. Like I, I made the transition to starting my junior year of college and my numbers definitely weren't great. I think some of them were skewed a little bit. I would go like three or four scoreless and then second or third time around the batting order, kind of give up some runs. So that was a huge learning experience for me from junior senior years, like learning how to set guys up, get guys out second time around. I think that helped me a lot this year. Um, especially as I, as I worked my way up a little bit, like I would try to save a pitch or two for the second time around the batting order. So that, that I think, you know, and I know I can talk a lot that was in a, in a shorter answer to your question. Yes. I think that no, helped no. me. This um, is great. Because that, that was just a way that I learned to like save some pitches and that kind of helped me a lot. Um, you know, figuring out double a and, and stuff like that. So I think that'll help me more in the, as I go in the future too. You can't talk enough about pitching to these to me and Jared. Like, yeah, that's good. No, I, we I love pitching. We're I, both pitching. It's oh my gosh, yeah. it's fantastic. I'm definitely but, known as someone who can talk a lot, so I I apologize from ranting. No, I love no, it. not I at all. It. Yeah, and being and being the smart guy from Princeton, we we heard how smart you were. Um, 
what is your favorite stat? We, we know you got to be a big stat My guy. My favorite stat. Interesting. Okay. Um, I'll try to come up with a good one. I, um, I don't know. I'm definitely, and it's not like these are some like crazy out there stats. I definitely like like fielding independent pitching, expect fielding independent pitching, stuff like that. Cause like, it's easy. I feel like every pitcher will tell you their ERA should be lower than it is. You know, like, Oh, I got screwed on this call. I got screwed by this field. They're not going after the ball. So, you know, I mean, at least some of those, like sometimes it'll get the confirmation bias. of like, Oh, I deserve this, this here. Yeah. Um, then again, if, if it goes against you and you're having a lucky ERA compared to that, then it's a little bit like, okay, never mind. Forget about that. That's, that's not real. Um, but no, I, yeah, I don't know if I have any like favorite one. Um, I definitely, you know, I, I try to look and like, these aren't necessarily maybe stats that fans are looking at, but I do like looking um, at some of the data we have just in terms of like hitters chase rates and certain counts against certain pitches or more so really like self-scouting, like looking what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I noticed last year um, after my first couple starts in double A, like I was like, I really feel like every time I'm, I'm throwing fastballs, I miss down and into a righty. That's where the damage is being done. Cause like, I'm not staying behind the ball. My, you know, my spins down, my breakdown, all this stuff. And it was nice, like seeing that. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Now I like have tangible evidence of why I really need to avoid going down and in. And then I had a lot more success going up and in down and away, up and away, all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I, I like look, being able to look at like the different hot zones on different pitches, um, you know, my different, my different pitch percentages and stuff like that. So like those aren't necessarily stats, but for me, they're cool in terms of like, I, I can, you know, get a little bit better, at least know what works for me, what doesn't work for me. Speaking of all that stuff, Rapsodo's got to be like your favorite tool. You've got to be using that every single bullpen. Is, is that is that yeah, up so every I'm single gonna, day? So I am. I definitely am into all of it. I you know I, I've spent a lot of time learning how to read the TrackMan Rapsodo, what it all really means. But I'm probably not like the biggest like oh my gosh I need every pitch on there. Like there's a lot of times during the off season that I like. I turn off reps so I don't throw my bullpen. And like, I think there is like some walk in the line between like not just being like um, hyper-focused on the numbers. Like I think it's, I'm, I think I'm very competitive and like something, sometimes I get frustrated with guys that'll work out with or guys I play with that. Like they're not pitching to like win in the games or like, you know, showcase pitchers where it's like, okay, well I can throw my fastball at 2,600 RPMs and 98 miles an hour. But like, then sometimes those guys don't, in the game, like they're having hit, less, they're having less fun, like trying to pitch as opposed to like they're just trying to put up the numbers. So I think, like, I don't know, I, I, I don't want to get into the habit of that. Like, I want to, um, I don't know, like keep the competitive edge there, and like, mm-hmm. okay, at the end of the day, like getting the out is more important. But then also, obviously, the way to get outs is by having you know better pitches. Um, so yeah, I, I like kind of have a nuance back and forth of when I like to use it, when I when I don't like to use it, and you know, there's certain pitches that like. Um, you know, for example, like, like my slider, it is like a unique pitch. So like early on in my career is kind of like, Oh, that grades a little eh on the track, man, because mm-hmm. the spin efficiency is like kind of not like kind of in the middle and it's pretty slow, but now it's like, Oh wait, well now we care more about horizontal break. So it's in a really, really high percentile for horizontal break. So it just kind of depends. Like you can convince yourself every pitch is good or bad, depending on the track man or episode or sometimes. So it kind of depends what you're looking for and what you're trying to do. Um, so yeah, that's, I like it, but in, in waves. I, def- I definitely feel like that's a route that the Angels have taken. I mean, Joe Madden's mentioned it. I think Perry's mentioned it in, in a sense where, like, you can fully go on the analytical side, like the Trevor Bauer side of things, mm-hmm. um, or you can, like, fully go on, like, the old school side of things. But, like, 
you got to find that happy median, I think. Right. And I like, I think like you're like right in that area. So we say that a lot too. Like there's got to be a happy median between analytics and old school baseball. There's, there's gotta yeah. be something that, uh-huh. that people can find. So I like that. Definitely. I like that you're right in the middle of that. So one last question for you before, um, before we let you go. Um, what does 2022 uh, look like for you when it comes to success? For success? Um, you know, I mean, I, this is a super cliche answer, but I want to enjoy playing, you know, it's, 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 um, you know, with COVID and even with the lockout and everything, it's like easy to see how quickly, um, you know, you can, you can not have baseball. Um, and throughout like a long season, it definitely can sometimes be like, okay, well back to the field today, especially as a starting pitcher where it's like four of the games in a row, you're not going to pitch. Um, you know, but I think in, for whatever reason, certain times throughout the off season throughout the season, anytime, sometimes just seeing a kid coming to watch the game in the stands, um, kind of like, makes you realize, Hey, this is what I wanted to be doing as a kid. And this, this is my dream. This is my goal. So first and foremost, just kind of like enjoy um, the time to feel every day. And then my goal definitely is to make the big leagues this year. Um, you know, that's been my goal my whole life. That's why I'm playing. Um, you know, I mean, I obviously want to enjoy minor league baseball, but like, I don't, no one likes playing minor league baseball. Everybody's goal is to make the big leagues. Right. So like, you know, I want to be happy every day, but I definitely want to be content. Um, and, you know, I don't think the year's a failure if I don't make it, but I, I want to go out there and give myself every chance I can. Um, you know, a goal that probably 60% chance or 70% chance will be ended on the first batter I face this season, but my goal is to strike every batter I face out. So maybe if I can uh, strike out the first guy, who knows, if I get the second guy, then I'll be thinking, well, this could last all year. It's only 150 games. So um, so that's that's my – those are my goals, you know, and, and just to, you know, be a good teammate and – um, you know, try to represent myself and my family and, and everyone well. So, you know, just whatever, no, nothing. I don't have like, oh, I need this ERA or this amount of strikeouts or anything like that. More so, um, you know, doing whatever I can to make the big leagues and, and represent myself well. Absolutely. I like that. Very humble. Uh, and, and you know, everybody is and, and that we've talked to about that. So, um, and when it comes to the strikeout thing, I think 153 strikeouts last year, second in in the Angels organization for the minor leagues. That's uh, that's not too shabby. It's pretty close. I know. I got to I got to catch Davis this year. Davis and I are, are sharing a room in the spring training <laughs> apartment, and and he got to face. Uh, I I I'm going to put an asterisk there. He got to face Tacoma's hit or pitchers hitting for the uh, for the last <laughs> series of the year last year since he threw the last game. So two or three of those strikeouts were against pitchers. So. <laughs> I don't know. We, we got a little asterisk there. So I, I remind Davis of that every once in a while. So. I was watching it back and forth last year. I was like, it's going to either be Davis or, mm-hmm. or, or Ryan Daniel or Ryan Daniel Ryan. Who's going to be in like, he, I think he had you by like one or two strikeouts or something. Yeah. I think he had one more at the end of the year. Yep. And he <laughs> went up back to the seventh and the pitcher came up with like the bases loaded, I think. And I was like, oh, there you go. <laughs> oh yeah. what a guy, what a guy. So, all right. Hey man, I, I, we appreciate you here talking to you on talking some baseball with us. Um, yeah. Awesome. It's nice meeting you guys. Yeah. Nice, nice meeting you. you. Good luck. Uh, good luck this next year. I know you're going to be you know, doing fantastic things. So, um, guys, thank you so much for listening to Talking Halos and have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. 
at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.